Rick English is the stunt performer who doubled Colin Firth in the first two Kingsman movies. Well, today, we have him on our show to talk about filming these movies. We focus on the church fight scene and the bar fight scene from the Kingsman, The Secret Service, and how technology has changed how a stunt performer works. Rick is a four-time Taurus Award winner, which is pretty much the Academy Award for stunt performers. Hi, this is Dan. And Tom. Of SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. And we are so happy to have Rick English here. Thank you so <laughs> much for being on our show. Yeah. No, it's, thanks, for, thanks for asking me. Rick, we're honored to have you on our show today. You're a legend in the stunt world, and we're looking forward to this conversation. And let's get into your doubling Colin Firth. Oh, know, that was great. Movies that you did. <laughs> Right. And I, let's start, I guess, probably with your most famous scene. I mean, you won the Taurus Award for this is that church fight scene in <laughs> Kingsman, the Secret Service. Right. And so you doubled Colin in that scene. And he's a little and I'm, I don't mean this derogatory. He's a little un Tom Cruise like in that he lets you do your job, but he still wants to do some of the action himself. Right. Yeah. And so. Yeah. So if I've got that right, then. How do you figure out what's going to be him versus you? Well, th that kind of changed as we as we got into uh, prep for that movie. Um, before, even before Colin came in for the first time, uh, we knew who was on board. We knew who was playing the character, and we we shot the previs. So, so previs is the previsualization. I'm, I'm sure you guys uh, know, know what it is, but just for anybody that doesn't, these days um, we tend to shoot a version of the movie before we shoot the movie we tend to shoot it in a sound stage just with boxes as the background and we'll mark out the area that we're going to have on the day and build little props and stuff and we'll kind of go through everything to get the formula right for how we're going to shoot everything on the day and to make sure the choreo is right and it fits into the space that we've got and that you know um all the all the performers know exactly uh, what they're going to be doing on the day and to make sure everything's going to look right and even just practice camera angles what's going to work well and so um we were doing that and we we got the whole kind of pre uh, previous shot and everything we showed colin and when he first came in he was very much of the opinion you know he, he he said straight away i've never really done any fighting for movies except for the one in the fountain that everybody remembers this fight that he did which was like um it, it was like a, a joke a joke fight in the movie it maybe two uh, extremely non-physical guys kind of you know punching at each other and stuff and it, it always gets brought up as a bit of a, a meme almost uh, kind of thing these days <laughs> so he said that's kind of the extent of my uh my movie fight um history and so he was determined that he's like look i'll do little bits and pieces but basically i want you to do everything is what he said to me originally but then we did a couple of months worth of training with him and um, and he really kind of warmed to everything and really enjoyed himself. It was something completely different to what he'd done before, was going through all these fight moves and, you know, rolling on the ground and throwing guys around and a lot of the gunplay and, and all that kind of thing. And and he really he really got into it and really enjoyed himself. So it meant that on the day we were able to use, uh, as I said before, a, a mixture of myself and him. So we would both do the same sequences and then they would kind of put a blend of the two of us together for the, for the finished thing. And, uh, but, but he, he's aware, you know, he's super aware that, that, that we have a job and that he has a job and that 
that you know we're, we're trying to help each other out we're not in competition here we're both playing yeah. the same character it's just i'm doing some some of the physicality and then he's doing the the acting and stuff and uh i'm always quite careful when doubling actors that i have to remember that it's their character you know yes. I, i'm just doing the physical part of their character so i always try and check with them you know we're going to do this what do you think about that and he oh, looks a bit too much like this or whatever and we can we can change everything you know it's interesting um, yeah because at the end of the day uh, we're all making the same movie and uh and like i say we're not in competition and it's not like i'm um, trying to make him look bad i'm trying on the contrary i'm trying to make him look good um what we yes, really the, from the end product is for people not to even think that i exist but they're just <laughs> this one character which is colin and he just goes through this whole fight sequence seamlessly we don't want to be seeing again oh that was definitely a stunt guy doing that we, we don't want to break people out of the uh of mm -hmm. the you know and uh you know we we want to keep the the suspension of disbelief there for so that people can just enjoy the movie for what it is yeah in that scene then there's a bunch of different stunts and things that happen and it's made to look continuous right. and, you know obviously it it wasn't how long did it take to film that scene a, a couple of weeks uh, actually wow. It was it was a long time. I think it was two weeks filming um, in the end, but a lot of preparation went into it as well. It, it's funny that you know so much uh, about about the fact that there was cuts and stuff in. There. I mean, I, I guess if people were to think about it, then they would uh, they would realize that there obviously has to be cuts in that thing. But yeah, it was always um, designed to play out as one continuous thing and not and just the the journey of this character through the the church just dispatching literally everybody in there and uh and just keeping it as as one continuous shot so yeah they used a lot of core um tricks that i really wasn't aware of the existence of and we we did it in the previs the same thing we used the previsualization shooting it before we we ever you know got to location and got to the shot we shot it in the in the sound stage with cardboard boxes as a background and props that we made and uh and they practice these blends so sometimes it would be you know a, one of the characters gets thrown across the camera and it would black the camera out for one frame and then when he comes and the flame you know and the frames yeah. open again then we're into the next sequence where this time the guy might have a wire on or something it's it's yeah. that whole thing of um having to prepare um what's coming up next um and and keep keep as few cuts as possible but i think it ended up with about 60 or 70 cuts in there uh, and they were all hidden, hidden pretty well but it, i say so and in that way as well we could uh change between myself and colin so if there was going to be something that he could perform pretty well and we wanted to see his face and really put him into that sequence, then he would be in there for a couple of moves and stuff. And then as soon as it got to him getting thrown against the church organ or something like that, then obviously we've got a wire involved in there and we've got a bit of prep for that. And so we would put a quick cut in there, cut back to me getting smashed up or whatever. And then, you know, back to Colin. It was a lot of fun. And this, the coordinator on there was a guy called Adam Curley, who's a, Again, a really good friend of mine and a, a great uh, stunt coordinator. He's very, very switched on, very methodical, and uh, and he had to be for that. He had to plan exactly where each character was, just so he didn't break any continuity of background. Because the last thing we wanted to happen was to get all the foreground action right, and then this guy's jumping around all yeah. over and 
I always just messed the whole thing up. So the choreography was just brilliant. I mean, and I suppose it's <laughs> it was a tremendous challenge to create that and communicate that to all the actors and stunt performers yeah. and so on and to execute it. But you saw it was 50 or 60 cuts. It's like Yeah, yeah, it, it was. And but but then brilliant. Um, it was um Brad Allen was the second unit director on there, who was obviously part of Jackie Chan's um stunt team. He was the only only Westerner um in Jackie Chan's stunt team for a long time and he's an absolute perfectionist um I'd worked with him before on Kick-Ass mm-hmm. he did a film called Kick-Ass years ago and we did actually a fight sequence in there which was also um played out as a one take kind of deal it was in the in the warehouse it's it's meant to be watched through like a a, a teddy bear sitting on the uh <laughs> <laughs> on the shelf with it with a hidden camera in it and so we played the whole thing it was with nick cage beating up a bunch of guys and the whole thing played as a one um and then funnily enough when we did the kingsman um this fight sequence this main fight sequence on there also was going to be playing as as a one but brad's an absolute perfectionist and you know i really loved that about him to be honest um it was hard work but if he wasn't 100% satisfied with something we would go again you know I think we had a couple of shots in there that were 28 takes or something like wow. that because it, it wasn't right and so we did it again and 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 uh you know you thought you were never going to get, get yeah. but, all right uh, so the, there's two things in here that I wanted to ask you about because I think both of them were wire work that you had to do and one was when you go flying over the pews and kind of go across the aisle um, I, I, I think yeah, yeah. that probably was wire work. And then when you went into the organ, that had to yeah. be wire work. Yes. How many takes <laughs> did that take? And that had to hurt. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, yeah, you, you're right. They, they are the two yeah. elements in there that used wires. And, and I'm very, um, I'm very impressed that you, uh, that you managed to pick up on that. I but, actually uh, watched this whole scene frame by frame. Yeah. 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 I'm one of the weird people. And so wow. I actually, I mean, it's amazing. Frame, frame, frame. It's oh, just amazing. Great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. There's the first part of why work that, that you're talking about is this, like we used to call it the tic tac. It's like the pews are all kicked over. And so we kind of step bop, bop, bop on them and then jump across to, to the other side taking one guy out and then falling on the floor get back up shoot another guy in the face uh and that was kind of one little sequence on there and so yeah so that that has to play just as a single part we put the wire on film that one part i think we did that one i don't know we probably did that seven or eight times at least just to to get the the look of it right you want it to look like not you don't want it to look superhuman mm-hmm. uh but then you don't want it to look like nothing either. It had to be quite a dynamic kind of move across there. So it was, mm. it was on the edge of not needing a wire almost. It was just going to help um, help hold myself, the, the performer, up um, a little bit longer than natural just to give us a little bit of better and more dynamic flight. Um, the other one was... Um, yeah, that, that one that one definitely hurt. Um, organ? <laughs> I did get hurt. In that, yeah. um, it had to hurt. Yeah, what well, the the way the way it was designed, it was like uh, Colin's character jumps over the altar, and literally as he lands, they wanted this big guy. He's called Zdeněk. He's a, a Czech stunt guy, and he's he's a big dude. He's got to be like twenty stone, which is oh. uh, what that is to you guys, nearly three hundred pounds probably. Wow. Um, and so he, so as I, as I literally as I hit the floor, they wanted him to come in and literally steamroll me into the into the organ and i literally fly out of this out of the back of the shot 
and hit the um, the pipe organ there and then fall to the floor before the next piece of action. And um, yeah, so we did that on a wire. And um, what happened on the first take was he just made, a, a, well, between the two of us, we just made a little bit too much contact. And so what ended up happening was as we, as I landed and we came and contacted each other, I got tipped backwards too much. And so I hit the wall with the back of my shoulders and my legs went o- over my head. Like I tackled myself, we say. So uh, you like folded myself in half pretty, pretty violently. I think my feet probably hit the the wall of my head and I just literally folded in half and fell to the ground and uh and I knew I was hurt um straight away I was like oh that sucked and uh because people always think oh it must be a soft wall or it must be this or that and to be honest we did make you know softer or safer versions of the um of the pipes and stuff but it's still against you know a a kind of plywood wall with scaffolding behind it it's it's a pretty solid object um so yeah we did that the first time and then i had to try and uh pretend like i, I wasn't hurt so because i knew we'd be going again and uh but wow. i was my, my back was uh was pretty hurt and I, I was i was kind of struggling a little bit and, and brad allen came over and he said are you good to carry on and i said yeah i'm i'm good and he's like can you do what we need you to do and so said look if i can jump over the altar then i can do the rest of it and so he kind of stood there and his <laughs> arms crossed and was like okay ah. and, and so i'm trying to get up and i i managed and i hopped over the altar and i was like okay we're good to go and so um so we, we went again yeah, i think we probably did only three three times or something like that and uh and uh it was okay but it, it it's all part of it's all part of it you know it's um it, it's a physical a physical game and uh and you get injured sometimes and unfortunately if it's during filming then you just have to try and and carry on and just get through that as best you can so yeah that's crazy stuff yeah you had mentioned uh rick earlier uh the facial recognition element of this and when you were doubling for colin uh a lot of that was used then right and during those scenes yeah that is it is that typical now it is now it, it's um i tell you the first time I, i'd really seen it i think was on um maybe skyfall um when we when we did skyfall the guys all had dots on their faces all the doubles had dots on their faces and it was the first time I, i'd really seen this um this thing where they didn't care about the uh the stunt performer's face being directly into the camera because they knew they were going to um composite the uh the, yeah. the act face on top of that and then um yeah the same with with the kingsman like say um brad used to say to me the second year director brad uh brad allen used to say to me when he was watching playback saying see here see where as you turn around you've got your hand across your face he's like open it out i want to see colin's face there we want to put colin <laughs> in the sequence and so <laughs> i had the dots on my my face the whole time and uh it, it was hard to get to get used to um performing like that and you almost had to think of yourself as as the character then and get out of these habits that stunt guys always had of hiding their faces and having their back to camera and um and and doing that and just and just you know perform as yourself and just um whatever happened kind of happened and then it's 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 pretty much every production now is um uh, works that way you know the doubles will be um wearing the dots and stuff on the face for for practice markers so that 
and the um the CG guys afterwards can can you know match it up and put the actor's face in there. But it, it's that was the first time I'd seen it. So I guess Skyfall was about uh, eleven or twelve years ago. Uh, it was probably only about a year or so before we did uh, Kingsman. So it, it came in all of a sudden for me, mm. and then it just ended up being every every movie after that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna really get geeky on this. <laughs> okay. As I said, I went through this frame by frame. Can oh you turn your head to the right? Can I? Can you turn your head to the right right now on camera? Okay. Yeah. Now, now your ear looks a little different than Collins. Okay, his right. left ear and your his left ear, your ears are more symmetric, and his left ear there's a part of the ear called the antiragus which is in the heart, it's the bottom of this. I had to look that word up, right? And on Colin, it's a little bit bumpy on his left side and his right side is smooth. And on yours, they're pretty smooth. And so going through frame by frame, there were a few points where I could say, oh, wait, uh, that's, that, that's, that's Rick, that's not Colin. <laughs> oh my God, okay, all right. So, you know, if you really want to get into it, you can. There's always one shot that I always see in there, and I know that it's my ear. And it was, um, it was actually in the pub fight. It wasn't in the uh, in the nope. church. It was actually in the in the pub fight uh, right at the end where we open the umbrella and oh, yeah. uh, hide behind the umbrella when the guy's firing the pistol. And uh, that's looking over my shoulder, and I, I see it every time. And I'm like, I know, I know that's. Oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> I think I, I had a lot of piercings when I was uh, young in my ears as well. And uh, even yeah, even Brad Allen called me out on it. He was like, how many piercings did you have in your ears? <laughs> you oh, man. see it on the camera. And I was just like, damn, doing close-ups on my ears again. All right. I, I bet you didn't think we were going to be talking about ears. <laughs> no, but I'm very impressed at the, the depth of... Uh, you know investigation that that went on with this and well if you're gonna if you're gonna spend time talking to us we we should do our homework right yeah. cool. now you're you're a little taller too than colin right you're a little bit taller he's actually quite a big guy to be honest yeah uh, i think we're about the same height yeah oh, okay because well, i saw actually, a couple of pictures of you guys next to each other and you looked a little oh, taller. Yeah, actually one, one of you is 1.87 and one of you is 1.88 meters yeah, uh, so it's very close actually, enough. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm 188. I think I think yeah. so. Um, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I have a centimeter on him. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> need to slouch right. a little more. I've done that before when you're next to actors. Sometimes, if if you're a little taller than them, you tend to stand with your legs a little wider apart oh, and kind yeah. of, uh, sink down a little bit you don't want to flag these differences up you know you don't want to end up losing right. your or anything. yeah i mean it, it's it, that, those scenes were brilliant anyway they were terrific awesome yeah. we wanted to ask you one more thing one of the bones of contention now of course in the u.s especially that's with the actor's strike ending just ending yeah. the writer's strike and all that the the use of ai mm. and how actors will be paid in the future and the impact of that so besides cg and facial recognition things we're talking about now how do you think how do you see ai changing the stunt performer world it, it's really difficult to know i mean ever since i've gone to the register and into the industry people have always been saying oh your job won't exist in five years you know everyone will be replaced by cg and um but for me, like I was saying before, I feel like demonstrated with with the way the Bond movies went when they went all digital and, uh, you know, a lot of CG kind of stuff in there. And then as soon as 
you brought a human element back to the the stunts and everything uh people liked that and respected yes. that and really well received and i think people can still can still tell and for me it's it's like the attraction in motorsports it's not just that it's fast cars or fast bikes riding around a track it's the fact that there's a human being yes um, putting it on the line um you know and that's what you're watching and there is an element of danger nobody wants anyone to get hurt but you want to see people pushing themselves and that's you know a big part of the attraction of it for me and it's the same with movies for me i want to see um real people doing real Real. thing you know you can watch cartoons and you can appreciate that as as art for for what it is but it's a different thing for me and um you know i I like to see real people do do real things and i think a lot of the audiences are are kind of similar with that but saying that i think it's it 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 is going to end up changing elements of the job as the cg kind of thing has and sometimes it's good for us you know we can have elements of safety in there and they can erase wires and they can erase crash mats and and stuff and you know we can have elements of safety in there that you wouldn't have got away with before or that you'd have been able to see you'd have had to shoot around it you know and these days we can say oh we can leave that in we can take it out in post kind yeah. of thing just changes a few elements of the job but i think the job as a whole hopefully will will always be there i mean for me i always liked watching uh jackie chan movies and i yeah. like to push him what he's doing and then <laughs> I equally liked to watch the outtakes at the end where I saw, damn, it doesn't always go right. And he really, <laughs> was, you know, he really was putting it all in the line and, uh, you know, for, in the name of, of getting this, this, this shot and bringing this vision to life. And um, hopefully other people look at, look at things the same way that I do. And, um, and we can continue um, trying to push things physically in the, in the real world. And then, um, you know use the 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 new technology just to to enhance that and to and to help that and make it it maybe even more creative but um but yeah but keep the real the real people for sure well yeah. one, one example of that is in the kingsman the secret service it's it's a really short scene where yeah. professor arnold dies and then you jump out of that window and that explosion happens oh yeah Right. So, I mean, it's practical of you jumping through that window. I assume that that explosion was uh, more CG, but um, it it really worked because somebody was physically, that somebody being you, was physically flying through the air through that window and out, which was hard to do that well with CG. Yeah, I I think so. It's, I think there's still some things they have all these crazy you know um modeling engines and stuff in the in the in the computers that have obviously taken thousands and thousands of pieces of data and assembled these um you know these these movements and everything but i still think you can you can almost tell a a, a human's uh movement it's the same with the the spider-man movies and stuff the the close-up stuff was all done practically and then as soon as it got into the mm-hmm. big swinging that there was just something became a little bit unnatural about it for me it just took my eye kind of away away from it um be it being real and um yeah that the, the one in the kingsman ex- exactly we we used to uh a sugar glass window and you know breakaway window and then i really went through the window and into the wall on the other side and fell and then they enhanced that with a, a big lot of cg um fire afterwards and like i say the two things together actually um didn't take people out of their 
Uh, yeah, it works. It absolutely works like yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what happened with that. And I think that is a, a good use of that stuff. I mean, that building as well is it's in central London. I'm sure they wouldn't have the permission to um to, to blow the windows out of that thing and have a big explosion like that into <laughs> into that historic it was i think it was one of the colleges or universities or something in uh in central london and this building's like hundreds of years old i'm, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm sure we're barely about to take that window out and uh and put the other one in let alone, um, let alone do a massive fireball out of the window let's keep the fire out of the real world <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i'm sure they did I, I think in the living daylights they did the same thing with the stoner mansion the stoner uh manor that right. uh, they they changed the windows before they blew them out and then right. restored the real ones later because they didn't like the idea of blowing the real ones up. Right. <laughs> well, when they did the um the the Joker blowing the hospital up in the Dark Knight, hey, that that was real. Hey? That was a, a hospital that was getting demoed or whatever. It was a huge building that was getting demoed. There was only one take at that one, and uh, yeah, it was it was incredible. But that that was all real as well. It's yeah it's crazy when you when you look at what used to um you know go, go on and stuff practically and then they've these days you almost expect it to be cg certainly in in more of the stream in platforms i do i expect that they maybe don't have the same budgets or the, you know um whatever as as the movies and they they tend to um you know they would cg something like that rather than put the sure. the preparation and the the effort and it's it's really you know if they can tell the story in the same way then um then i think they're always going to go for that kind of option these days unfortunately yeah now you have you have a instagram reel of in kingsman the golden circle where it shows the magic behind the meat grinder yeah <laughs> oh, right. yeah yeah <laughs> and that's actually one where you kind of needed to do it cg yeah it wouldn't work practically. <laughs> yeah that yeah was, i would think so <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that that was that was a lot of fun actually I, that was the fight in the in the kitchen yeah i think the diner, I think the diner that. yeah that's a beautiful in, scene yeah, in, the, in the diner that's right yeah and uh i think that was actually the uh the visual effects company that that put that reel out there and then i kind of reshared it um, because it was myself and a couple of other performers um, in there. And it was really interesting because, yeah, sometimes you don't really understand why you're doing these things. Or, you know, I don't know. It, it It's hard until hard to visualize what they're going to get from that until you see how it's all put together um, in the end. But, yeah, that was, a, again, a, a blend of myself and Colin. So, you know myself in a stump form i think he was on a wire and we had him suspended above this uh meat grinder which was it was essentially the, the casing but it was empty inside and then we kind of run lifted him up and you know, on the wire and then kind of popped him in there and then it showed how it was kind of overlaid with the you know the grinder kind of operating and his body kind of coming out all minced up on the other side <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh but all yeah. right, so anybody watching this video, I'm going to show you the scene from the movie. And if you want to see this magic behind the scenes, go to Rick's Instagram site. Yeah, so yeah. Instagram.com slash Rick Stunts. Yeah. Yeah. Rick and yeah, and you've, yeah. got, you've got that there. And it's, it's, it's fascinating to watch as long as you don't mind the movie magic showing you how yeah. it really works. 
yeah because yeah. I, I i think people um i appreciate people looking at my uh at my stuff and i i, I realize that i often want to want to show people this behind the scenes things and that it was the same when the when the batman movie came out i had so much stuff that i wanted to share with people especially um even with the batmobile and stuff the the big jump in the batmobile through the fire and everything again i thought people are going to assume this is cg and it was a hundred percent real and a hundred percent practical no uh no fire added no nothing added it was all a hundred percent in camera and nice. i think people don't often realize that but i also don't want to like you say, I don't want to break the magic of the movie and start sharing this behind yeah. the stuff too too soon. Um, you know, I want people to enjoy the movie for what it is. And then if years later they say, oh, wow, that was this, then that's kind of cool that way. So it's not always the most um, up-to-date. I'll often come up with stuff that we did sort of seven or eight years ago. So people have had a chance to watch the movie yeah. and for what it was and then um, and then afterwards kind of appreciate what, what went yes. into well, that that was what you know. What you're saying there is exactly why I did not like Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Yeah, because they right. showed us all that. Here's all this stuff. Too much ahead of time. When you see that motorcycle go off the cliff, the first time you see that should be on an IMAX, right? Not on your computer or on your phone with them. Oh, look at how they did this, and then you see it in the it, well. We went I like to the it theater a little delayed, but I do like seeing it. We went to the theater to see the movie, and as a preview to the movie, they showed that. <laughs> it's like, what are Being you thinking? It, it was, they were guaranteeing you'd seen it before you saw it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, I didn't like, really think about it until you just pointed it out uh, there. But yeah, I, I didn't think about that with Mission because, I, well, obviously, I'd seen that stuff before. A lot of my friends were on that movie and showed me it literally the day it, it happened, kind of thing. Um, and we were aware of all the prep that had gone into it, and. Yeah but yeah it, it can kind of i don't know it can take you know spoilers are, are cool if some people want to see that but a lot of people don't and um, right, right. i'm not a big one for spoilers either i i, I, I try and see movie, if it's a movie i really want to see i try and see it before anybody else tells me about it or yes yes don't want to discuss it I, I don't want anyone to tell me oh wait for this bit or that bit i just <laughs> want to watch it all myself and then uh and then you can tell me what you like afterwards but um but until yeah. i've seen it, yeah I, I don't i don't want any spoilers on anything really. okay this has been a tremendous conversation Rick. this it's enlightening for us it's enlightening for our, our listeners as well we really appreciate it it's that's fantastic this has been great all right that's a wrap we want to thank rick english for joining us today you are really a legend in the game we enjoy your work and have enjoyed this conversation immensely Absolutely. thanks rick yeah thank you rick no, thanks for having me it's been uh been fun talking to you fun, fun here as well this has been dan and tom of spymovienavigator.com and our show cracking the code of spy movies please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast app and on youtube thanks for listening we appreciate you spending time with us.